Because as soon as you believe that something's true and then you give your energy to it passionately, like, no, I, like, I have to do this. And you you're literally using your infinite power to hypnotize yourself to believing something's true. And then that becomes the matrix of your reality. So that's a key point is like, it's not actually true, right? And that's, that's why when I said with this guy, I dropped a truth bomb, really just opened him up to humility and vulnerability, which is saying, you know what, I don't know. This is all I can see. Because as soon as you say, I just don't know how to do it, this is all I can see, then now your energy is not locked into some false belief. But that's what really traps people is, and then they don't want to take a step because they can't see anything. Right, and so at least loosen up on, like, you don't have to be, move into a state of humility with yourself, with whoever. This is all I can see with the best of my ability right now that needs to be done. Because then you're, then you stay open to intuition. You stay open to infinite intelligence instead of trapping yourself in your own matrix, believing that you're actually stuck in there. All right, all you reality hackers, it is my honor and my pleasure to be here today on the Real Life But Better podcast with Oren Harris. If you don't know Oren Harris, you can just feel this man when you come into the vibrational field of his being. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the energy and the positivity and the presence that this man exudes is just so powerful. Mm. And he is an energy alchemist. He's also a flow state master and just a really beautiful human. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Likewise. Thank you for Thank you, being man. here. Yes, I'm excited. And I love that we actually don't really know each other. I know, it's perfect. That's part of why I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the backup story is that we met at the Liberation Dojo here at the Mystic Manor. Yes. Uh, which was an event that was happening. And uh, right away we just connected and we knew that we'd seen each other, that there was some kind of energy, some kind of collaborative force being birthed and emerge and we thought hey let's let's get to know each other in the podcast and yeah. share some wisdom and some codes on how to hack reality yes let's do mm. it i'm mm. in so wondering what what are you what do you feel your purpose is like what are you here on this planet for what are you bringing what are you birthing what are you sharing with people so in the grandest sense my purpose is bringing heaven to earth Ooh. right awakening humans and one way to synthesize my purpose, my mission, and my teaching even is like an intersection between self-realization and self-actualization. Mm. And oftentimes those schools of thought or camps get divided, yeah. right? And to me, they're, they're, they're unified. Mm. They're, they're not separate. One fuels the other. And so self-realization really is just the awakening of the true self mm. beyond you know, our name, our form, our personality, our story, our history, who is it that we are beyond that? That's what I'm calling the true self, mm -hmm. right? And as we awaken, of course, we unlock more of our power and our capacity uh, to be able to create, to serve, to express. And that's now moves into the self-actualization, living our highest potential. Mm. You so know. you mean you were not here to suffer and to be sick, stressed, diseased, depressed, <laughs> no. oppressed, and, and enslaved? Uh, wow. wow. That's, I, that's wild. That's a trip, right? That is a trip. So we're, we're actually meant to be on the planet to be in alignment with who we really are and to express and create and thrive? Yes. Whew. Isn't that a paradigm shift? That is a paradigm shift. Wow. 100%. 
Wow. So what would you say, you know, because I, I joke about it and I laugh about it, but the truth is, is that one in three humans are suffering from chronic disease and millions and millions of people are taking their lives every single year because of anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. uh, just not feeling like they have a purpose or a place here on this planet. And so if, you know, with people that are in this kind of state, how, how could they even understand or know or come into alignment with self-actualization? Well, it, know thyself, right? Mm. I mean, it's such, it's such a simple statement, but it's profound. And like when I say know thyself, it, it really is the process of rediscovering or discovering who we are independent of all of our circumstances, all of our conditioning, all of our mm. upbringing, all the things that we have, you know, installed Mm. in our our hard drive called ourself yeah right and so knowing thyself and i think as we come to know ourselves and connect with our heart and connect with our spirit and connect with spirit then we start being our purpose right mm. and then the outward expression of that might be you know i am a coach i'm a speaker i'm an artist you know and i have this particular vision or mission but i think it starts with really just knowing who you are, mm. not who you think you are, who you think you should be, who you told who you your mom are, taught who you your mom to be, taught. who society, religion, just, culture, all of these imposed programs and identities and codes, like you said, that have dictated to us how we're supposed to be, but that's not who we really are. And there's a lot of pain and suffering and disconnection because a lot of people don't fit into the molds that they've been stuffed into, but they don't know what else is out there. Right. Yeah, so something causes us to start to inquire or to break the mold. You know, I think it's a combination of uh, chaos and inspiration, you know, mm. difficulty and adversity and mm. winks from the divine and inspiration and, and realization. And it's both of those forces are generally stimulating us to even have us desire to awaken or to even have a value on awakening and discovering who we are. Mm. It's so true. I feel that when things like suffering or, or chaos, as you said, happens to someone, it's less about happening to them, but it's happening for them, through them, as them. And mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, source or higher self is causing us to go through immense pain or challenge or suffering or adversity so that we can have that contrast and that we can have that breakdown to have that breakthrough. Yeah, and e even that understanding is its own breakthrough. Mm. Yeah, recognizing right. <laughs> that you're not the victim. That right. life is not happening to you, but it's happening for you, through you, as you. Exactly, 100%. Have, have you experienced uh, a, a breakdown or a chaos or a suffering uh, yeah. that has catalyzed this, this journey for you? Uh, for sure, 100%. Like, I've, I've died many times and resurrected. And when I say died that's kind of a dramatic way to say a breakdown yeah. but to me a death is a complete dissolution of something that i thought was me mm. you know so like one point of death many years ago if i kind of track back is realizing that the things that i believed um maybe weren't true and mm. they didn't come necessarily from inside of me and that was a kind of death in the sense that because i'd identified with the things that i believed then now having this understanding or awareness that beliefs are like software programs mm. and you know so i started kind of investigating all of my beliefs but that was a kind of death because 
letting go of a belief is almost like letting go of a part of yourself. Yeah, because we often wrap our identities around oh, sure. our beliefs, yeah. right? Our, our feelings, our thoughts, our beliefs, our behaviors, our patterns, mm -hmm. our personalities, mm -hmm. our right. identities. We get really tied and attached and addicted to them. Like, this is who I am. And yeah. if I let go of this, who am I then? Right, then you're, the, exactly. But that crossing of that threshold is the process that's the process yeah. of awakening mm -hmm. and so i read this book years ago i didn't even read the whole book i read like 10 pages it was called how to believe in nothing Ooh. and set yourself free mm. and that that was when i had the awareness of what beliefs were mm -hmm. and there was like there's me and then there's beliefs and beliefs are not me and beliefs are not truth yeah right and so then i started stripping away my beliefs and that even that book and finding that book and being attracted to that information that came as a result of having a breakdown in my relationship at the time mm. um someone a woman who i was in love with and you know we had a future together and then like some really catastrophic things happened one her dad passed away um lost a child and it like it made the relationship get extremely difficult um, and my desire for our relationship to be amazing and to continue being amazing in the face of all of the contrast was an awakening for me. Mm. Like the inability to figure it out led me to a point of surrender and an unplanned awakening. And that was, if I'm just tracking back, that was probably the first significant kind of like waking up from the mind and mm -hmm. just seeing see, seeing the mind in a different way seeing the storyline seeing the relationship but from another perspective mm. i was like oh wait a minute if i'm seeing this just like if i'm seeing a belief then there must be me and then the belief so they can't be the same thing yes yeah. and then it was shortly after that that i read the book and then you know that whole process just continued but that was one significant life event in the relationship that was a breakdown that created a breakthrough by the inability strong desire for something and strong inability to figure anything out mm. it's like so much break the, yeah right it enough for it to like explode right yeah thank you for sharing that i really resonate with that i feel like i went through a massive breakup breakdown heart just breaking out of my my body and that really catalyzed huge shifts and awakenings for me as well and it was so painful it was tumultuous it was full of like inward torture as well mm. but that that definitely catalyzed major shifts where i got to look at my beliefs around relationships around love mm. around interaction around my own self around my self-esteem my confidence my abilities mm -hmm. like all of the things that i had believed in in about myself and then it also got me to see the patterns in my life right and recognizing the energy of the patterns in my life and where my pain was actually a beautiful teacher getting me to see something that wasn't effective in my life yes and I know that a lot of the work that you do is around effective energy, alchemy, and really being aligned and then also operating from a really effective flow state. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I put those together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like connecting to our, connecting to ourself and being connected is 
you know, one of the ways that we get into flow and flow is a state of, in terms of production is, is a state of like hyper productivity. Mm. Right. And that's one of my passions is, is dissolving the perceived separation or kind of compartmentalization between spirit and matter, you know, or intellect and intuition or infinite and finite. There's the, the perception of division is what causes us to compartmentalize our being Mm. and try to balance or manage our life that way. And so I've constantly gone deeper into that and at each level of perception of their being, okay, yeah, I get the flow, but now for the practical stuff, it's like for me, it's not that I haven't hit several of those points in my path. It's just that I have had enough awakening and realization and deeper inner knowing to know that that's just a, uh, um, a, an illusion of separation and happening in my mind. So I would move into humility which then has me be in the question instead of going, oh, well, just because I can't figure out how to do this, that must mean that the balance point, does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. we try to find balance between things that are spiritual of nature and practical of nature. And so part of my mission and part of what heaven on earth is making the spiritual practical, Mm. right? Or making things like magic practical, Mm. you know, practical, tangible, and that's what, I think is trying to occur for many people is more of a unification rather than a separation rather yeah. than, Oh, I got my spiritual side and then I got my business side. Yeah. It's like, there's not, they're not integrated. Like you said, they're compartmentalized and it's interesting as well with the energies of like the feminine and the masculine. Right. right? There's like, Oh, well, now I'm in my feminine and now I'm in my masculine. Right. But seeing that it's actually this beautiful divine dance. Yeah. And with spirituality and then pragmatic 3d earth, the best way to navigate either is to have them be integrated. integrated. Exactly. So, so I know, you know, when speaking to some of my clients being like, well, are you connected to yourself? And people are like, well, what? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I'm connected. What does that even mean? So how do you, how would you, what is a metric of knowing if somebody is connected to themselves? Like, how could somebody evaluate, am I connected to myself? And if the answer is no, well, how do you, how do you connect with yourself? Well, one of the ways that you can tell, and it's, it's like developing certain sensitivities. Mm. You know, there's body sensitivity. You can evaluate something on a, on a body level, like how does it feel in your body on a mental level by the thoughts that you're having. Like that's very tangible. It's like, oh, what am I thinking right now? And on an energetic level, which is probably even more subtle. And so, for example, if I like, asked a client of mine the other day a question, and he gave me a very clear powerful answer because I, I basically I said oh I think I said well what would be amazing in our session today like what do you want to create as basically just a version of like what is it that you want to work on and expand on today and so he took one of his uh his passion projects and started passionately sharing with me about that and I let him go on for a couple of minutes and then he realized that that was not the thing Mm. and how it feels to me. And and this is how I like then kind of helped him educate himself and develop the sensitivity himself. It felt more like, it's almost like he's pushing the words out of his mouth. Mm. That's how it feels on a physiological, it's taking him energy, you know, and the energy level of what he was saying, even though it was passion, even though it is authentic um, and genuine, he genuinely is inspired. That wasn't, the PowerPoint of the moment. 
Mm. So, it, so it is a kind of disconnection. And so he answered the question from his head rather than from what was actually alive in the moment. Mm. Right? And so how that plays out, well, I said one thing is his energy dropped a little bit. It seemed like he was efforting to talk, right? But that's the state of disconnection. And then how that translates practically is our progress now, if we stay on that trajectory, even though it might seem like, oh, we're progressing on this thing. It's not, we're not progressing very much. It's not optimal because that's not where the power is in the moment. And if we connect to the truth of the moment and what's most alive in the moment, then that thing will be the, the thing that if focused on affects most of everything else, mm. right? Rather than the mind going, oh, for whatever reason, he wasn't thinking this consciously. Maybe he's thinking, oh, well, you know, there's timelines on this and I'm inspired by it. And I know I have to do this and I have to, but that was not, he was not connected to that in the moment. Mm. It was more an idea. Now, overall, in general, of course he's connected to it because it's a genuine passion project. Yeah. But in that moment, it was a disconnect and then he realized it. And how he realized it was he just kind of was like, I'm just kind of just talking. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he, so he realized it and how it felt and I kind of helped him realize it. But that's, that's a very simple day-to-day -day example. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question, it's, there's the sensitivity of how it feels in your body. So it might feel more contracted than expansive. Mm -hmm. It might feel more effortful than, than, than effortless, Yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. the mind is one of the easiest ways to recognize it. If you're just telling stories in your mind, you're like, yeah. Oh, I have to do this because of this, blah, 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 blah. then it's like, there's, there's very little life force moving through you. I love that you brought that up. And I think that this is something that most people have never really even conceptualized is that where does energy come from? A lot of people think energy comes from food, from coffee, from supplements, uh -huh. from sleeping, like, you know, things make energy. Yes. The body does produce ATP. There's energy synthesis happening. The mitochondria. Yes, yes, yes. And true life force energy is a very different source than externally stimulated energy. Totally. And in my belief, when you're connected to your soul and your purpose and your true passion, that heart passion, like full chakra aligned passion, mm -hmm. and you're acting and living through that, energy is flowing through you. Exactly. Where if you're living through something only in the mind, or this is something I have to do, Right. And it, there's not that universal like life force right. energy that's, that's flowing through. Yeah, it's that's why it feels like flat, or sometimes it feels dead, or it feels robotic, or it feels like regurgitated. It feels right. like m mechanical rather than like alive. Yeah, you and, know, and that's one way to tell the difference. And so many people burn out. Like so many people are burning out constantly in their jobs, in their relationships, in their lives, and it's not, it's not honoring their energetic boundaries is not energetic honoring their true energetic flow and so what would you say to someone say you're working with a client and they're absolutely burnt out they've been living out of integrity out of alignment with who they really are and their true passion and they're like hey Oren, you know I, I need to do something different something has to change I just had a conversation with a, uh, well, not a client a guy who I just did a session with he's the guy who just texted me okay and one thing I said to him which was the first thing was a kind of tr just truth bomb, right? Yeah. And I, because he was talking about, um, you know, once I get this, you know, round of funding and do this and this, then I'll do this. And mm. I said, you know, that's, that's an interesting idea. Like intellectually, that makes sense. I said, but 
your energy, your life force is present. It's wanting to move now. So whatever you're you're not doing that you're gonna be doing this is what we we're talking about right before the podcast yeah. whatever your spirit is calling you to do it has energy in it your mind has hijacked you and said well i can't do that right now because i have to do these things and so you're he, i said you're in this he got that first he's like okay i get that so what do i do i said well step one stop negotiating the negotiation is not always conscious but it goes something like this it's like you're negotiating with spirit or with the universe saying Okay, well, once I can see and figure out and get this done, then I will say yes to this. Mm. Or it's like, well, if I knew I could do this and this, then I would do it, but I don't know. And so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And so there has to be a breaking point. Mm. And to me, I just put the mirror up and I was like, well, I don't completely believe you because how, when do you foresee that you're going to, it's going to be the right time? That is your identity in, in, in the fact that you're holding on. That's why you have the inability to see how both of these things can harmonize right now, even if it's just incremental. Mm, I see this so much with the leaders, coaches, and CEOs that I work with. Yeah, say, so, that's the same. Well, once, once I get the next you know, investor, then I'll, then I'll take my kids on vacation. Right. Or, well, I'll start working out again once this big deal Sales goes coach, through. Right. Once this season is over, once this next quarter hits its objectives, then I'll, then I'll start to work out again. Then I'll make these changes yeah. in my life. Then I'll... And it's really, it's coming from lack and the... the it's like when you're coming from lack and you're somewhat disconnected from spirit, then all of these other resources, these huge resources like infinite intelligence, intuition, universal forces, all of this resource, you're also cut off from that, which is really interesting because it's almost like the, the, the small self that's saying that's feeling in lack and feeling like I can't afford to do this right now because I need to do this. It's almost like it's running around on a hamster wheel, you know, or it's, it's running going, I'm winning the race. I need to run faster. I need to run faster. But yet it's fuel tank is low because it's operating primarily on just on intellectual and physical capacity, which yeah. is a resource, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I understand this. I know how to do this and I'm doing it, mm-hmm. but it lacks it. it it's so much more powerful mm. when all of us is moving in one direction. And with him, he didn't even have to tell me, but he confirmed it. I'm like, I know he's having health challenges because if you have this other part of you, this life force energy, I was calling it spirit. You could call it passion, inspiration, whatever that you've cut yourself off from in a sense. And then the things that you're doing, you know, have very low levels of inspiration. Then now you're not even having that energy, that vital life force energy fueling your body. And if you get the cross current going you know, enough tension between the two, then you're, it'll register in your body. Mm. And he's been having challenges with his body. And he eats, yeah. so even though he's tending to that in the ways that he knows how, he's still, mani- he was still managing the tension. So what about people, I know I've been in that situation where I'm like, okay, my passion and inspiration is here and I'm doing these things that I have to do, I thought I had to do because, well, I have to pay my bills or I had to finish school, I had to make this thing work. And so what about when you're in that place of like real scarcity where there's bills to be paid and things that need to be done and you know that this thing that maybe isn't in alignment, it's not giving you inspiration, it's not feeling your soul, but you have to do it in order to take care of your family or to pay your bills? 
how well, can you negotiate yeah, or navigate? That's an, that's an interesting term, real scarcity, right? Yeah. Real perceived to the person. Exactly. Yeah. But, but that, that's, that's a key though. Mm-hmm. Is that, it's not, re, scarcity's not real. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have said, per, it, like, when we perceive it to be real for us, it is real for us. However, it is not capital T truth real. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad that you said that because not you, but a lot of people think that it's real. So it's like step one, if you're, maybe not even step one, if you're going to decide to act in a way in accordance with your belief of what you believe you have to do, then to, to have as much power as possible, don't believe that that's true. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you believe that something's true and then you give your energy to it passionately, like, no, I, like, I have to do this. And you hypnot- you're literally using your infinite power to hypnotize yourself to believing something's true. And then that becomes the matrix of your reality. Mm-hmm. So that's a key point is like, it's not actually true, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's why when I said with this guy, I dropped a truth bomb, really just opened him up to humility and vulnerability which is saying, you know, I don't know. This is all I can see. Because as soon as you say, I just don't know how to do it, this is all I can see, then now your energy is not locked into some false belief. Mm. But that's what really traps people is, and then they don't want to take a step because they can't see anything, Mm. right? And so at least loosen up on, like, you don't have to. Move into a state of humility with yourself, with whoever, this is all I can see with the best of my ability right now that needs to be done Mm -hmm. because then you're then you stay open to intuition you stay Mm -hmm. open to infinite intelligence Mm -hmm. instead of trapping yourself in your own matrix believing that you're actually stuck in there yeah because as soon as you believe you're stuck in there then you're in scarcity consciousness and if you're in scarcity consciousness going i have to produce you're operating with a fraction of your energy and ability to produce Mm -hmm. anyway your creativities is way cut off, you know, synchronicities cut down, mm-hmm. resources and all these other things that are unforeseen that could help you. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's, that's the thing is to, even if you're going to say, okay, well, I need to do this job right now that I don't love, do, you can still do the job yeah. as your whole self, as your infinite yeah. self. Showing up fully to it being okay. Well, this feels like the only thing that is uh, open or available to me right now and if that is the case how can I show up to it with so much gratitude that I, I at least have this or like that this is present for me or that I can show up to it with reverence or with excitement because right. the energy in which you do anything then the universe mirrors it to you exactly and you more of that energy and because because energy is not bound in form you can always be who you want to be and that's why if you if I say I have to do this and then I become this character that has to do it but then you're like oh there's this you know, I'd really love to be an artist, then we're creating this illusion of separation mm. that, that well, the only way I can be an artist is to, whatever, have a YouTube channel and be making videos and, or tour around, but it's a sense of beingness. Mm. And see, I could go into the job if I don't create that separation and belief and the essence of artistry that's wanting to move through me and then now I can bring it to the job, which means I'm being fulfilled with the energy of being an artist in the job now mm. because energy's always able to manifest now because it's energy. Ooh, and that's so huge. And then, and then this, the, the, the pathways and possibilities that now open up at this job 
would never open up if you didn't do that. You might get a raise, they might be like, wow, you're doing such an amazing job. Oh, maybe we could promote you to this, or hey, let's invent a position for you. Yeah. Or you meet or a client any, that you, you work you with that then is like, I want you to work for my company, it's your dream thing. Exactly. And, and that's such a huge differentiation is between the doing and the yes. being. Yeah. The what and the how, the, the how and which. And so we can do all sorts of things and we can do them in very different ways. And so the way in which you are being while doing whatever you do makes the absolute difference. Yeah, it's a game changer. It is, and tuning in, one of the things that I do is really ask myself, like, well, how do I wanna feel today? Yeah. What do I wanna create for myself like, and for others? And how do I wanna show up? How do I get to show up? Even if it's washing the dishes, right. I put on some music and I make a dance party out of it. I'm like, cause I wanna have fun. I want life to be playful and fun and expansive. And so even when I'm doing the most mundane of tasks, it's like how can I bring an energy of joy and play and abundance to this? Yes, and, that, and that's the key. And when you're doing that, you don't create unnecessary time by delaying spirit, which mm -hmm. then cuts you off and disconnects you. Mm. It's like then you, can, then you can, the energy can stay flowing. Mm. And in, from a results perspective, it just makes a huge huge difference so yeah. we can always be who we want to be mm. now because it's being Ooh, let's quote that you can always be who you want to be yeah now our being it's was like what they say like you know circumstances don't have the power to change our state of being yeah but our state of being most certainly changes our circumstances and that's empowerment right there yeah because we can be a victim to our environment to our situation to our social class to our religion if if we're not taking our power and claiming who we are being and how we are being right and so i love that you said that that you always have the opportunity to choose yeah and if you going back to like believing well i can't be that until february once this thing happens then now you're putting your power outside of you saying that it's the, the action or the thing that's going to give you permission to be you. Mm. And that, that's what I felt in my client, that he was operating that way. So to me, it was like, oh, well, check back with me in six weeks. I was like, well, if this you that's talking to me, it'll be 12 weeks. It'll be 12 months. It might be 12 years. It might be never because the whole thinking process is off because he was already disconnected. Mm. He was already operating in that separation. So it's like you'll never really catch up to yourself if you're putting yourself in the future. Mm. What are some of your introspection practices uh, or ways of, like, yeah, what do you do to just really realign with yourself to introspect and see, well, how am I showing up? Where am I? Like doing an evaluation or analysis of your life to see. Do you have any, do you have any practices? Or? I, I do. This, this question only makes me laugh recently in the last few years just because I've, I mean, we all have our own expansion, but I, what it is that I do and what it is that I recommend that people do at this point is not always the same thing or it's the same thing at a much more refined level. Right. So, let's right. so it, might, it, might, it might seem too nonchalant if I say, oh, I just do that and be like, but how? Right, right. <laughs> you know yeah. So, you know, but so I, you, I do have, th I do have things. Further along the path. So say people that are really getting into this and they're starting to open up to their spirituality, they're starting to go through awakenings, they're recognizing that something's not aligned, it's not working for them. Uh -huh. What could be some practical tools or practices that people can start to use to get into uh, self-reflection and analysis or evaluation over their lives? You know, just questions that connect you are always good. And then once you receive an answer, if you act on it, so questions like, what really, what really excites me? 
Mm. And then if the mind jumps in and goes, oh yeah, but, 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 and already goes, no, just like, hold on mind. Just like, what am I most excited by right now? Mm. What, what am I really excited to do? Mm. Because as soon as you tune into that question and let it into you and then even start, you know, brain, brainstorming on it, then you start to tune into the frequency of excitement, which t plugs you into your higher self and plugs you into the, the grid of synchronicity. Mm. So, and then if you're willing to act on whatever comes to you, no matter how big or small it is to the best of your ability, then now you're building that muscle and any, just like any other muscle that you build, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so that's a great question. Any version of highest excitement or passion or inspiration is, is great. Now, a kind of, if you're not, for those that are not able to access that in the moment, let's say they're in a, in, a, in a frequency of like frustration and excitement might seem like too far of a jump. So it's like, I'm not feeling excited about anything or I'm feeling kind of apathetic, then, then connecting to the truth of the moment and how you actually feel without judging it, then can be a portal into, you know, um, higher frequencies like excitement, mm. you know, so connecting to excitement or connecting to truth. I like truth too, because it's, it's neutral. It's not positive or negative. It's just like, what is right now? Yeah. And if you bring presence to what is and can move into any level of acceptance, then it opens up the gates. Yeah, absolutely. Something I really like to discuss and play and, and invite people to do is energy sequencing. So say you're feeling something in the body, say frustration, as you mentioned, going in and being, okay, how do I feel right now? And giving yourself that space to be like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm feeling really frustrated. And a lot of people feel bad about feeling frustrated, so they shame themselves, right. or gave, they put guilt on, or then resentment, and it's just like allowing yourself to feel, yeah, I feel frustrated. Like, what, is this, what does this frustration uh, want to sound like? Or what does it want to feel like? Like, how can I express this feeling of frustration, maybe with a sigh or a grunt or punching my pillow or just releasing mm -hmm. the energy or going for a run so that the energy can move out? Yeah. And then just only like, wow, yeah, I feel frustrated and that's okay right now. Yeah. That, that's because then you, t I, I think the thing that's hard to see sometimes is there's, there's often a state like frustration and, and we're in a state of resistance and it's like, oh, what do I do about frustration if I want to feel joy, right? But it's the layer above it often that's invisible. And that is the resistance to the resistance. Mm. And that's what I think gets, gets people tied up in, an, uh, in, a, in a particular state, uh, even if they understand states or even if they understand what you just said, it's realizing, releasing resistance to the state and that's why if you approach it with any manner of friendliness or it being an ally or giving it a voice or what do you want to say or hey come here or it's okay all these attitudes what's that what that's doing is releasing the resistance to it yeah. because it's like if you're frustrated then you're frustrated that you're frustrated now yeah. you're adding energy that to frustration. meta, then meta just, level you're, frustration you're just like then that's yeah. a recipe for stuck yeah, absolutely. So we definitely don't want to be meta shaming the shame, shame or frustrated right. the frustration. Right, or pop judging up. the judgment. Right. Exactly. That's where we get stuck in a loop. Yeah, and I feel like having compassion, having self compassion and forgiveness and acceptance is a practice that most of us have not been taught to have, and yet it is truly what can liberate us from those cyclical, uh, expanding, contracting patterns of being stuck in meta level shaming and guilting and yeah, frustration and judging and all that yeah definitely
Okay, cool. So what about for people who are more advanced? What would you say for yourself, some practices or a practice that you have to really get in tune and, you know, align yourself? Mm. I, I like to work in, in the subtleties. You know, we've said how you do one thing is how you do everything. It really is true. And so today, for example, what I was exploring was automatic behaviors, right? Because mm -hmm. on, one, on one level, automatic behaviors could work in your favor. It's like if you, if you develop a positive habit that's in alignment with your goals, dreams, or desires, and it's like, okay, that's a good habit and maybe even a good thing to put on autopilot. But there's a, there's a level of our comfort zone, especially when we're in an expansion, that is the familiar zone. And this is where even our good habits could become limitations. If we're being called to another level, then essentially everything kind of gets reevaluated and may or may not make it to the next level. That's mm -hmm. how levels of consciousness and levels of reality work. So whatever was, you know, uh, relevant, essential, useful, productive, powerful to us on one level may not be when we go to the other level. So mm -hmm. we have to know, you know, when our assets become our liabilities. And so today, for example, I was exploring automatic behaviors, mm -hmm. even po positive ones. Like I noticed, for example, that uh, posting, like I was posting on social media, like I'm inspired to post, I'm in service. That connects to everything that I'm doing. It connects to my business. So, but the zone I was paying attention to was when I was posting or even holding that in my field, just because it was familiar. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, because I noticed that, that's what sent me into the exercise. I'm like, what other behaviors are even in my kind of, uh, like my awesome zone that right now in this phase of my life are, are trying to be optimized or trying to be trimmed down? Mm. It's more subtle because they're all positive. I don't yeah. do things that I don't want to do, right? Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's more advanced. It's just the higher frequency. And so the subtleties are different. It might be the difference instead of, it's like the difference between going from a job you hate to one you, you know, that's a great job that you really love or going from a job that you love to, to some, you know, dream job you've never even imagined before. Mm. There's going to be a contrast from here to yeah. here, but there's also a contrast from here to here. And it's then just there's more another subtle. contrast, right? There's it's, always, and then right. the subtlety of just dialing it in further dialing and further in. and further. And so I listed like seven things and one of them was posting on social media because I noticed that I literally for a moment was like, oh, I'm inspired to do this. And I'm like, but I was like, not really. It was almost like a thought of inspiration rather than actual feeling and being moved to do it. Mm. And so I was like, oh, that's an automatic behavior. So then my response to that is just let it go. Be still. Mm. Take, it, take it out of my presence field altogether because it will come back in if it's meant to come back in and it'll come back in with a thrust of energy because mm. that's how I'm choosing to create in my reality is from the highest timeline from the highest expression of power that's moving through me in the moment mm. and so um yeah i was playing i was playing with that today i'm trying to remember another one but uh, i love but, that what i'm what i'm really hearing is you move when moved through yeah. divine inspiration rather than just through mental manipulation yeah and that's really cool because it feels like the more and more that one can attune to that being moved yeah through divine inspiration 
like that's where the blueprint and the highest timelines of, of what we're really meant to, to be here at the highest frequency where that can really manifest. Totally. Mm, and then how would that show up in, in relationships, in how we interact with food, in how we show up at our jobs, and how we greet our cashiers? You know, it's, it's, it just ripples out into every aspect of our lives. Totally. Mm. Yeah. So that, that is exciting to me. And that's an example of something wow. that it's the same teaching as if you're doing it, you know, going oscillating from frustration to, to peace. It's just more subtle. It's just more refined, you know? It's just point, it's pointing to the same thing. It's like, I'm the creator. I'm connected to the creator. I have intention and my intention is to do the best I can in this moment. But to me, how I define the best I can, I don't define it from my I, I define it from I, mm. like all of me. That's going to be the most potent, powerful thing that I can do mm. in the moment. And this is where the subtlety between like being and doing or doing that's infused with being. That's, yeah. that's what being moved is. And I think that, you know, myself, along with a lot of other people, especially when it gets into the philosophy realm, like if you go into something like the Tao Te Ching, mm -hmm. you know, they say, you know, the master in doing nothing, everything gets done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, to me, I like, I like to try to break that down like a scientist and give the modern day version of it because I'm like, it's true. Yeah. But not to be taken literally. It doesn't mean doing <laughs> nothing. It just means it's, it's the difference between the the reference points like uh, where are you doing it from mm -hmm. but i say i'm doing this so when i went to go post it literally felt like i'm doing mm. right so there's a different quality of energy and it's not to say that it's bad because i'm sure it'd be just fine mm. but when i you know drop that and and be willing to be in the void or the space for a moment which is the thing that many of us avoid without even knowing it might even avoid it avoid it mm. our our whole lives mm. being in stillness mm. because from stillness that's where everything emerges from that from that yeah. space everything comes from that that's that's when our challenge our, our channel is open and so i think it becomes even more of a challenge or more of an advanced activity to do that throughout your day yeah. but you're already way ahead of the game if you just do it at the beginning of your day yeah you know but for me i practice that throughout my day and it doesn't have to be as hard of a stop of like, I'm working, now I'm stopping and meditating or being still. It's just like, so I love refinement and optimization mm -hmm. and I'm willing to take the time to do it. One, just because I know intuitively, but two, the results are way better. Mm -hmm. You know, the post that comes out of me and, and this actually happened today, it's like, okay, drop it. And I know what drop it feels like. It's like, it could drop it on the mental level, drop it on the physical level. Okay, I'm not going to do that right now. Drop it on the mental level, you're dropping it even more. Drop it on, like, you know, you could still have that tab open, though. Just kind of just kind of taking up energy. It's like drop, 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 clink, 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 clink. And then it's like nothing. Okay, it's not in my field at all. Mm. And then 20 minutes later, in that space, while I'm doing something else, now I'm moved. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to post that. Yes. That post is going to be way different than the other one mm. yeah there's so many different levels like forcing moving being moved yeah what i want to what i want to go on because you just mentioned a few things that really triggered and stimulated i feel like so I, i've worked in the health field for over 12 years now and with people that have a lot of chronic illness chronic disease a lot of physical challenges and something that you said was you know about getting in tune being a clear vessel tuning in being in stillness feeling 
And most people that I have seen and most people with chronic illness and disease are very much avoidant of feeling, very much avoidant of going within, very much avoidant of being clear and so caught up and addicted to distractions, to numbing the self through alcohol, through drugs, through food, through relationships, through gambling, through pornography, through travel, through shopping, Mm -hmm. all of the different things to stuff ourselves and numb ourselves and distract ourselves from how we actually feel. Yeah. And so what would you say, what would you say to people that are in that place? Like that where there's, you know, all of these things that are going on, even being overly busy or consumed by work. If this, cause this creates new neural pathways and we get stuck in these patterns. Mm. And so for people who are in that pattern and, but they've had the awareness of, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. I know I need something different. I just don't even know how, because this is all I know. Mm. So how could, how could we start to uh, alchemize and invite something different to come more into alignment and to go into a space of being able to feel, heal, and then thrive? Mm. Well, maybe going back to questions, you know, asking mm. in deep, deep questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What excites me? What is my deepest truth? You know, um, what am I pretending not to know? And any kind of question that can kind of pop you out of your perspective and open you to something else is going to be great um, and have new information, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say, you know, just experimenting, you know, trying new things because when you, uh, when you do new things and you take in new information, you're also starting to open up new pathways in your brain and you're starting to feel different things. Mm. And, and then the other thing is like, I mean, really, like you said, it comes back to feeling. We've not really collectively learned how to feel, which is kind of a funny thing to say, learn how to feel, but the why we even want to be connected to our feelings. Mm. I mean, Ooh, if, I, if I'm just trying yeah. to go like to the source, because yeah. you're, ask, you're asking in a very broad sense of like somebody who's really caught up in it, it's just like fundamental, I think of fundamental things, you know, even just like getting in touch with your feelings, you know, and then having the value of why would you get in touch with your feelings? Yeah. And if I'm, if I was speaking to that person, um, personally, then I would probably share information, but help them experience the information, mm-hmm. help them see yeah. themselves more clearly. Yeah. It's funny because you said like learn how to feel and I feel like it's even more, we have to unlearn how to not Not feel. feel. Right. Right. And I I feel like it came from war. It came from the patriarchy. It came from men going off and children being raised by single mothers that had so much pressure and men coming back with PTSD and trauma and being soldiers and, and like just the deterioration of the fabrication of feelingness. Yeah. We, we've learned survival techniques. I mean, and I'm making a broad stroke generalization here, but I would say the collective as it pertains to feeling still operates in survival mode, right? And so that's where you have like anger management and arguably you could say, well, managing anger is better than getting taken over by it or doing something stupid, but it's still management, you know, avoiding, managing, fighting. These are, are the, the toolkit that we've learned to try to control, controlling, mm. managing, fighting, avoiding, overriding, overriding spiritual bypassing. all of these things are like <laughs> yeah. the, the survival toolkit. Yeah. And, and I, that's, that's an important thing to realize is because it's relative. 
you know, being able and equipped to survive a particular feeling is going to experientially feel superior to being not surviving. And so it's like, wow, this is an upgrade, but it's a stuck point because then you never get to thriving and mm -hmm. we're here to thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a good distinction there. You know, moving from survival relationship with feelings to thriving or to mastery or to becoming the creator. Mm. And in order to do that, we start to have, we have to kind of re or, or develop a relationship, mm. a new relationship with our feelings. And even just on a very basic level, knowing that it's possible. It's like, I was wait, just I don't have, that, you know, like, yeah. I don't have to manage my anger. Like there's something even better than that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, transformation. Yeah, I, I once had a session with one of my clients and at the beginning intake, she just said, you know, I didn't know joy was something you could feel. Right. Like, I didn't know <laughs> joy was an emotion that you could feel because her life was just pain and suffering and pain and suffering. She was a successful business owner. Uh -huh. She had, you know, a lot of success in her, in her financial and entrepreneurial endeavors, but emotionally she had never experienced joy and bliss. Joy, joy is is way more rare, rare than we think. Yeah. Like e even people who have experienced joy and understand joy and like are spiritually inclined don't experience a lot of joy. Mm. I mean like just joy to me is different than happiness. Happiness, and then we could argue, you know, just wordplay here, but happiness is often connected to something. Mm -hmm. Like I'm happy because, you know, the weather is nice. I'm happy because I succeeded you know, I, I booked a new client, I succeeded in my business, I won the award. Whereas joy, it's not in duality. Mm. Happiness, it's like there's happy and the other side of the coin, which is unhappy. Yeah. There's happy, unhappy, happy, unhappy. But to me, joy is something that arises naturally and spontaneously. It's not connected to something. It's in those moments where we're not protecting ourselves, we're not closed, we're not in a state of resistance and we're in this open-hearted, state and in relationship with ourselves in life and in that non-resistant state things like joy naturally arise mm. in that space yeah not just a fleeting feeling but a real state of being yeah and, and that joy doesn't have an opposite to it mm. when when do you feel when do you feel like you're most in that state of frequency of joy what are the circumstances yeah 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 that's, a good, yeah. that's a good question um lately when I'm when I'm rapping, <laughs> like when I'm freestyling, ah, okay. I, I think just because I'm so inspired by it right now, uh, because it's opening up new dimensions of creativity mm. and like my multi-dimensionalness of my being, and so it's very joyful in that sense. Um, so even as you said, it, you're like, like, yeah, like, oh, I'm like, yeah, do you good. do you wanna do you wanna hit us up with a freestyle? I, 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 I might, I might. Um, I want it. Can we vote? Everyone watching this, please vote right now. Comment, like, share, subscribe. I Do mean, we want to hear Oren freestyle? I mean, you know, you can get a beat. Um, yes, yes to that. Bookmark that. Okay. And um, so, yeah, creativity is one access point for me for joy that, that naturally just brings forth the joy. And... Um, what else? Mm. When do you feel, when do you feel joy? Mm. I feel joy when I'm with my grandmother. Mm. 
Nice. When I'm with my grandparents, uh, when I'm dancing, mm. when I'm just mm. letting my body be and do what it wants, and I'm being led, I'm being guided by my body, and I'm just witnessing as it's moving. Uh, when I'm being active in the ocean, so maybe that is happiness. But when it, when I just feel like I'm alive, like really yeah. alive, and experiencing through the senses and moving my body and breathing and being surrounded by people that I love. Yeah, joy and aliveness. They, they feel similar to me. Joy is just kind of like a flavor of aliveness, mm. right? And, and for me, it's like my personal approach and, you know, expansion is that like even with something like joy, over the last few years, I consciously, intentionally deepened, decided to deepen in joy. And so I had my own practice around that, but it's twofold. For me, it's more of integrating joy into all areas of my life, mm. right? And so if I notice an area like when I'm freestyling or doing something creative and I'm like, I'm just naturally in a certain frequency of joy, then for me, what excites me, I'm like, okay, well, how can I amp up the joy level when I'm doing business or when I'm doing mm. this? Yeah. And that's how I approach just mastery in life. It's mm. like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So yes. it's like, okay, well, if you've got it pretty dialed in over here, what about in your relationships? Mm. You know, what does joy and this would be a question I might ask myself that sends me on an exploration. Well, what, what, what does more joy in my relationship feel like? What does the expression of that feel like moving yeah. through me? And just by asking that question and giving it my attention and giving it my intention, then like it just starts to happen, one. And two, then ideas come to me because now I'm putting a value on that. And, and you created a space to I'm ask that question, and when that... you ask, it, it it comes through. Yeah. Something that I thought about was play. Yeah. Like when how can I the thing that infuses because that's what I heard infusing joy into every action for me it's being playful doing yeah. the dishes a little play being in business is a little, a little play. play right with right my partner you know touch it in getting in tune with our inner child yes. and just rolling around with each other like that that energetic of innocence and play and curiosity and wonder and whimsical you know feeling whimsical yeah that infuses a lot of joy yeah and joy and you know and play being connected to joy you know going back to heaven on earth and going back to being fully integrated beings Joy is another one of those things that consciously or unconsciously, a lot of people have them compartmentalized. It's like, okay, joy makes sense when I'm, you know, when I'm traveling and I, or just when I'm dancing. But then it's like, oh, when it comes to doing business, then it's like joy's over here now. Yeah. And so joy doesn't get seen. Joy and innocence mm. are undervalued as this incredibly intelligent, powerful alchemical energy that leads to hyper productivity like th those mm. those those are separated for most people mm. to some degree yeah and, and so but because joy and innocence opens you up to the infinite and now you have you know the wisdom of your experiences you have your knowledge you have your skills your abilities you have your ability to take action all of the things that you have that you they say this is you know i but then you have all this other energy and now you're operating at your highest potential you can't even get close to your highest potential in any endeavor or even in your life if you're not including this other huge resource that is not separate from you Woo. and so to, to me that's Woo. that's that's what inspires me um, is mm. the integration it's like okay how can joy first of all let me slow down for a moment I think 
the danger and even in what I'm saying is that the ego or the spiritual ego gets a hold of this information and really connects with it and goes, oh, so if I prioritize joy and play and have more fun, hmm, then I'll get what I want. And that is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you'll get it even faster, bigger, better, stronger. But don't but do it just, just to get. Do it, do it for the do it. doing it and let the getting be a cherry on top. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I can't, catch. you can't mm -hmm. fake. No. Like I value feeling alive for the sake of feeling alive. I value joy and inspiration because I'm tuned in. I'm plugged in. I like mm. feeling alive. I feel, I value that period. It's a bonus that that yeah. puts me into mind-blowing synchronistic matrices that bring everything to me in the magic like that's the bonus and that this is huge so so let relationships let success let abundance let all of that be bonuses yeah right let all of those goals that we all have like oh i want this i want this all of those goals let them be byproducts of the goal being of the beingness of being in the frequency of what those would bring you yeah and if we're being completely honest and i say we i, I would say this for everybody maybe people that are not into this might have a little bit hard time hearing this but if we really think about it the end product of most of our pursuits are some particular state is like like whether we're saving the world or you know we're just trying to make a bunch of sales it's like okay you make the sales so what so then you make the money so what so and if you keep following that down what the person really wants is still a state yeah. It's still so if you go directly to the state instead of separating and saying, Oh, okay, well this is important, then I'll get back to that. If you can do both of them, then you're actually getting what you really want, which is the state, which is the feeling, which is, you know, who it is that you're becoming in the process. You get that and this. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of put that to the side and say, I need to focus on that and I'll get back to that then again, you're operating at a very low level of potential mm. and it's not going to be as enjoyable along the way. It's not going to be as fulfilling. You're probably going to be stressing yourself out. This is, you're so right. This is so interesting. I, I used to interview people about how they want to feel, like why, why they do all of anything that they do and what is that end state that they'd like to achieve. You know, like why? And I, I used to think it was for love. I used to think everybody just wants to feel love. This mm -hmm. was my hypothesis. And it was partially correct and actually like partially incorrect because what I found was uh, a few people that I interviewed, especially the leaders, CEO types, and one of my past, one of my partners was he wanted to achieve immortality, essentially legacy and impact were his highest goals. He didn't really care about being loved. He right. cared about being known, having a massive impact, and having a legacy that lives beyond him. And so I realized that his desired state was immortality, mm. infinite. Nice. And what's so funny is that you can tap into infinite. Always, because we right. are infinite. <laughs> exactly. And but they, he wanted physical proof that he could create immortality, and that I found is was such an interesting pursuit, mm -hmm. and a, a powerful one and a dangerous one as well. Yeah, and 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 to to my point, it's like if you go, what do they say? Aim for the shoot for the moon, you'll get the stars, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, stars, yeah, moon, yeah, whatever. If you if you go for immortality, in a spiritual sense then you can get both mm -hmm. but if you go for immortality and legacy in a physical sense and you deny the spiritual sense of it or the beingness then you 
might you're, you're going to get a mediocre version of whatever it is that you're creating and you might miss what you actually are you might miss what essence. you actually right because even the compulsion like the, like towards immortality or even legacy is still to me a resonance with something that is known spiritually like on some level we all know that we're infinite mm -hmm. right and so that's a that's a state Mm. right and then from that state is the expression but like i said if we just focus on the expression of the form and think that that's the goal the thing that really at the end of the day that makes us feel fulfilled is still the state that's the mm. feeling it's like we're fully feeling mm. you know and yeah we can feel that about our accomplishments but like why does somebody even want to leave a legacy it's just like looking not dismissing the legacy in its vision and in its form but what why mm -hmm. Like what's, what's the, the feeling, what's the spiritual connection to that, you know, in terms of you being an infinite being, what, what is it pulling through you? Who are you becoming? Who are you being? And I think if you include both of them, then you get to have both of them. Mm. If you just look at the form or picture of it, then you're going to get a mediocre version of what, what's possible mm. because you're going to be focused in and, and attached to your, you, the, the literalness of the idea of like, oh, this is what my legacy looks like. Yeah. Again, how we kind of started with being attached to our identity and our beliefs and our behaviors and our thoughts We can also be yeah attached to what we even feel like we're on this planet for and that, yeah. that state that we wanted We're so clear. I set out to do this thing and this is what I feel it is and and so I think it's beautiful to know who you are and what you desire and what you're going for and Being open being yeah, open, open like and humble open and humble. Yeah. Yeah, and that that to me is the sweet spot it's like to be you know, to be visionary and, and driven and all these masculine qualities and I can and I create to be visionary and driven and decisive and determined and at the same time be humble, open, mm. flexible mm. at the same time. Like that's the holy grail right mm. there. You know, it's they're both powerful, but when they can operate simultaneously to me, that's when you're really living at the peak of your potential. And that's why I said, like, I don't think we can come even close to living our highest potential if it's contained within the I, the I that's like, I know and I see and everything that I see is what I see. And I'm going for that. I'm going to, you know, come hell or high water, do this thing. Mm -hmm. If we're closed off, then yeah, we can live our highest potential within our identity. But that's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. there, there's, it's incomparable what's the possibility in one versus the other when we're when we're open so and i think if you try to reconcile that in your mind you can get confused you know it's like well, how do i be determined and but but surrendered at the same time well, the but it's I like it's possible it, yeah and and maybe not at the exact same moment i don't believe in balance i believe in oscillation just mm. like the ocean the ocean is never still maybe for one microsecond and then it's in flow again just like the masculine and the feminine we are often always dancing back and forth between them and sometimes we go very long periods in one energy very long in the other but when we can recognize even times of day even the way that we breathe in through our nostrils mm -hmm. and the way our brain operates we're always oscillating between the two and so recognizing i i feel like it understanding and learning about the energy of the masculine energy mm -hmm. and the feminine energy which is the yin yang which is represented in every single thing in the universe and being able to flow and dance within those energies owning and accepting and allowing them to flow through you we can create that harmony totally. and that oscillation so that we can really live our lives in accordance to universal law and allow ourselves to to really be uh, complete and whole yeah 
another thing came up when we talk about masculine and feminine and like it's like kind of going to the gym you're if you're if you're looking for overall health and fitness and performance then you look at your overall body you know aspects of it and so in the consciousness gym you could say you know you can build up the quality of masculine energy you can build up the quality of feminine energy you can build you can build the ability to oscillate or to consciously intentionally oscillate and I, I will and, and I don't know if this is the right word but there's something about another state so there's masculine there's feminine there's the flow in between and there's something I use the word simultaneity I don't know how to describe it but there is a state where they're coexisting mm -hmm. meaning like in this moment if I with certainty say here's a vision and I'm like this is what we're doing inside my being I could still be simultaneously open, fluid, and receptive, mm -hmm. which means that I'm not confined within what it is even that I'm determined and focused on. That's mm -hmm. what I mean by simultaneous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's a subtlety there, so it's hard to put it into words, but they can be existing at the same time. And that's why like, you can be forward-moving, intentional, determined, and at the same time, humble yeah. and open. But trying to figure out how to do that in your mind mm -hmm. is what I was saying is difficult trying to search for the balance in your mind is difficult mm. or it can be difficult well I, I yeah I believe that the mind is more masculine run and the heart is more feminine run. right and so if your heart is open and trusting and surrendered and your mind is determined and going then you really do have that that integration yeah yeah they're work they're working together in yeah. harmony yeah divine union and that something that's called I call the alchemical wedding when you really unite you, like the sides of yourself and the yeah. and then the energies within yourself. Yeah. And I think that the, the oscillation is, is more of like in any given moment, you might be channeling more from masculine energy and expression. Mm -hmm. And then you might be channeling in a more open, relaxed, feminine but energy. Always both but they're always, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a practical sense of expression, there's an oscillation. And I think that's a very powerful way to look at it in terms of building too. It's like, mm. oh, I'm building this muscle, building this muscle. Yeah. I was just saying there's a third muscle that you can build yeah. to be like, what does it look like to, to have them mm. like, like both going at the yes. same time? I feel like Full that's a new state for yes. humanity. Absolutely. And we're, we're coming into that and yeah. binary consciousness. Yeah, it's unified consciousness. Yes, yeah. there we go. This is so good. This is so <laughs> I'm good. Like, I gotta land this. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, there's we another compartment. It. Yeah, we got landed it. it. So I'm so curious. Do you, for people that want to uh, learn more about flow state mastery, about energy alchemizing, about being the most efficient, efficient and effective human, like really on purpose, living their lives to their fullest, highest potential? Do you have workshops, programs, offerings, one-on-one -on -one coaching, social media? How can people yeah, I so social media. I'm on Instagram at Oren Harris, O R E N H A R R I S, cool. and I I post daily on Instagram. I also post on my Insta story and my Insta TV. I've got my Osho episodes, nice, um, which are really awesome. My website's at Oren or it's OrenHarris.com. Cool. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes as well. Yeah, and I'm on I'm on Facebook. And as far as like programs, I've got the O Academy, which is my membership platform. That's really new. I'm stoked about that. And then I do this event called the O Experience. I don't have a date yet, but early 2020 is going to be the next one. I've done four of them so far. Uh, three of them so far. This will be the fourth one. And that that is my inspiration to combine 
a lot of different modalities into one place towards transformation. So like mm. um, transformation, meditation, movement, comedy, magic, hypnosis. It's mm. been a, it's, it's, it's a combination of different modalities because I feel like one, that's where I'm inspired, but two, I feel like it's the future. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the, it's the integration of yeah. things that we've been compartmentalized. It's like Absolutely. multiple modality. That's just mm. where we're trending anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, the event is very transformational, but it's also very entertaining and fun mm. and creative. Um, and that's something you can find out about if you're connected with me on social media or through my website. Cool. Yeah. And then other than that, like I have my private offerings, my coaching, you know, most of the people that I work with on a one-on-one -on -one or in small groups are what I call legendary souls. You know, they're the, the, visionaries the leaders the game changers high performers achiever that archetype of person yeah i'm like a a yoda for people like that you know mm. who are you know, paving the way expanding humanity uplifting humanity uh in, in really big ways mm. and who are intent on service at the highest capacity those are people that i work with like, more intimately amazing yeah awesome so you heard it right from the man himself reach out to him on social media follow his stuff on instagram and if you are feeling called to being in highest alignment in your service to really actualize your purpose on the planet this is your go-to thank you so it's <laughs> it's been such a pleasure to have you and to chat and jam out and get to experience yeah you. i enjoyed it really honored yeah and did we bookmark the Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a freestyle. Freestyle? Do we book? Do we, do we get a do we get a do beat? Do we get it? Do we get it? Mia, do you do beats? We got our cam girl. <laughs> I do not. We don't. Okay, so we're gonna get him to do the beat and the freestyle. Oh, you want? <laughs> <laughs> that like that to, would that would be new. I like people to you know put people on their on their on their toes. And put, put my you, put you want to put me on to my toes? Get me the freestyle without a beat. That's already starting. Uh, you could. I don't know, pick a topic or a word. Maybe I'll make up a poem on the spot, mm. which is similar to a freestyle. Flow. Flow. Stop chasing the flow. Get out of your head and into the note. Drop into the heart center and enter the present moment. It's the gift, it's the present. It's in the present. Yes, it's a blessing. This is the lesson. There's no guessing in the heart. There's no stressing in the heart is the best version of you and me it's where we are united in unity a common unity give me another word love that amazing a little sample a little, little bitty good well if you enjoyed if you were inspired uh, if you want to learn more, again, connect. And it would be such a pleasure and honor if you would like and comment, review, or subscribe to this podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, so that we can continue to bring more epic visionary leaders to this space and have these conversations that the world gets to hear. So thank yes. you so much for being here. I love you so much. Samantha Lotus and Aaron Harris today. Peace. Love you. Yes. Ah.